Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Alhamdulillah نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره نعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance, and his forgiveness. I believe in him and I trust him. I seek refuge on Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen and I testify that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I assure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability that means have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and don't die unless you are in a state of Islam. My khutbah today will be directed towards business transaction. And I would like to start my khutbah with a story. And this story, which has been reported by Abu Abdurrahman Abdullah ibn Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhuma, قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول انطلق ثلاثة نفر ممن كان قبلهم قبلكم حتى أواهم المبيت إلى غار فدخلوه فانحدرت صخرة من الجبل فسدت عليهم الغار فقالوا إنه لن ينجيكم من هذه الصخرة إلا أن تدعوا الله تعالى بصالح أعمالكم قال رجل منهم اللهم كان لي أبوان شيخان كبيران وكنت لا أغبق قبلهما أهلا ولا مالا فنأى بي طلب الشجر يوما فلم أرح عليهما حتى نام فحلقت لهما غبوقهما فوجدتهما نائمين فكرهت أن أوقظهما وأن أغبق قبلهما أهلا أو مالا فلبست والقدح على يدي أنتظر استيقاظهما حتى برق الفجر والصبية يتضاغطون عند قدمي فاستيقظ فشرب غبوقهما اللهم إن كنت فعلت ذلك ابتغاء وجهك ففرج عنا ما نحن فيه من هذه الصخرة فانفجرت شيئا لا يستطيعون الخروج منه قال الآخر اللهم إنه كانت لي ابنة عم كانت أحب الناس إلي وفي رواية كنت أحبها كأشد ما يحب الرجال النساء فأردتها عن نفسها فامتنعت مني حتى ألمت بها سنة من السنين فجاءتني فأعطيتها عشرين, عشرين ومائة دينار على أن تخلي بيني وبين نفسها ففعلت حتى إذا قدرت عليها وفي رواية فلما قعدت بين رجليها قالت اتق الله ولا تفض الخاتم إلا بحقه فانصرفت عنها وهي أحب الناس إلي وتركت الذهب الذي أعطيتها اللهم إن كنت فعلت إن كنت فعلت ذلك ابتغاء وجهك ففرج عنا ما نحن فيه فانفرجت الصخرة غير أنهم لا يستطيعون الخروج منها وقال وقال الثالث اللهم استأجرت أجراء وأعطيتهم أجرهم غير رجل واحد ترك الذي له وذهب فسمرت أجره حتى كثرت منه الأموال فجاءني بعد حين فقال يا عبد الله أدي إلي أجري فقلت كل ما ترى كل ما ترى من أجرك من الإبل والبقر والغنم والرقيق فقال يا عبد الله لا تستهزئ بي فقلت لا أستهزئ بك فأخذه كله كله فاستاقه فلم يترك منه شيئا اللهم إن كنت فعلت ذلك ابتغاء وجهك 
فافرج عنا ما نحن فيه فانفرجت الصخرة فخرجوا يمشون وهذا في صحيح البخاري ومسلم. This hadith which narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim. This is the story is a real story is not a bedtime story. And the narrator of this is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. From what Allah had informed him about what had happened in the previous nation and the previous people, he said that in the nations before you, three people went in a journey. While they are walking, the weather changed, storm, hurricane, all kind of things happened. So they went to a cave in a mountain. Suddenly a big rock came and blocked the entrance. Later on they would try to get out, they could not. They said nothing will deliver you from this difficulty and hardship which you in, except your good deed. Except your good deed. And they said, let each one of you think about something that he did for the sake of Allah. And let's call in Allah. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us relief from this difficulty. As for the first one, he stood up and he called in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said, I used to have two parents. And I never feed my children or my wife or anybody before I feed them. One night I had to go too far. He's a shepherd. So he kept looking for grass and hay for his animals. He kept walking, walking, became alone, traveling for him. By the time he came back, was late at night. He milked his sheets. He prepared the meal for his parents. He went to their bed. He found them sleeping. He stood carrying the milk, waiting upon his parents to wake up in their own. But they didn't wake up. While the children and the wife, everybody begging for the food and the children crying. And he kept debating between, should I feed my parents, waking them up, or wait until they get up in their own. Maybe the sleep is better for them. Maybe they will enjoy the rest more than the dinner. What I should be doing? He kept debating this in a state of confusion how he should do. What he should do? He remained in this case until Fajr time. All the night carrying the milk in his hand while the children crying they want their dinner he waiting on his parents to wake up until Fajr. He said, Oh Allah, if I did this for your sake, remove this difficulty. Remove this rock out of the entrance of the mountain. And this rock had moved a little bit, but was not enough for them to have a delivery and to walk. And the second one stood up and he called in Allah with a sincere act that he did for the sake of Allah. And finally, the rock moved, but with little bit, they could not come out. And the third one, and this is what I want to focus in tonight. He said, I used to hire a lot of people. He used to be a businessman. He have a lot of money. He hired a lot of people. And he said, one day, I pay everybody except one. One person, he left in his own, and he left 
this few dollars or dirhams. He left in his own. So I took this little money that he left from one day work, whatever you call it, ten dollars, fifteen, twenty dollars, you know for a labor for somebody how much he make for a day. Thirty, forty, fifty dollars. He took this fifty dollars and he profited, he put it in business, he make it grow again and again and again. Finally, after how many years, this man stopped by. He told him, do you recognize me? He said, yes. He said, give me the little bit that I left. I used to work for you. And I left without taking the pay of my day. Would you give me this day? He said, look to this field. All the crops, all the cows, all the sheep, all what you see, all the slaves is yours. He said, are you mocking me? Are you making fun of me? I'm asking you for a pay of one day that I left. Give it to me or let me go. He said, by Allah, I'm not mocking you. I'm not making fun of you. All this is yours. The little bit of money that you left, I put it in business. And I kept making this profit, big profit, put it back, turn it back again. Now all what you see from slaves, sheep, cows, everything is yours. He said, by Allah, the man went to the field, he took everything, he didn't even leave one sheep. He took everything and he kept walking. Oh Allah, if I did this for your pleasure, make a delivery for us. And finally, and again, the rock had moved and was enough for all of them to walk. With no cellular phone, with no 911, with no any emergency call, with no rescue, in the middle of a desert, a big rock, no bulldozer, nothing. The good deed, my brothers. The kind of my sisters, this is what we need, this is our insurance policy. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do it when we can, so when we need it, we'll be there for you. When you're going to be in a place which no one's there, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can go through a lot of difficulty and we experience difficulty day and night. Did we try? Did we try to put forward a good deed that can help us when there is a difficulty? Sincerity doing things for the pleasure of Allah is something very important. Very important that we have to be focused on doing things for the pleasure of Allah. Not for people to say thank you, not for somebody to appreciate you. Do it for the pleasure of Allah. If the people appreciate it, alhamdulillah. If they did not appreciate it, they did it for Allah. This is the issue I want to discuss today, my brothers. Alhamdulillah, the community is growing. And people start getting to know each other more. And people get to see that they can be some kind of help and assistance and cooperation among themselves. And sometimes we go to take jobs together. Brother, what you are, a carpenter, what you are, I'm a plumber, what you are, I'm an electrician, what you can do, let's go and book a bit. And after this, we get the business, we talk, fine, let's go, let's go. And after this, a week when we get, when the green comes in, now the fight, now the fighting, now the dispute. Brothers, 
before this, we are brothers. And when we go to this, we are brothers. And when we finish the work, we still have to be brothers. Don't let a money, not don't let the dollar, don't let these things, when the name of Allah comes to you, now will be the dispute and the argument and boycott one another, not talking to one another. Why? This is nobody false except me and you. Except you and your partner. Except your partner and you. I will present you a very simple advice today, my brothers. It's good that you try to get help and that you try to establish some economic for the Muslims. But what is the big deal that we put things on paper? It is too much that you can write it. We talk a lot and we can misunderstand each other. We can assume that this is what we hear. How much will take you five minutes that you can write this contract? This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has advised us in Al-Quran. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaching us. When we stick to the Islam and the teaching of Islam, we never can be a loser. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah number 2 and verse number 282, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا تَدَيَنْتُمْ بِدَيْنٍ فَاكْتُبُوهُ All you believe, when you borrow money, when you do this transaction, write it. And in another place, at the end of the verse, only because the time, the, this very long, and the longest verse in the whole Quran, and it said, وَأَشْهِدُوا إِذَا تَبَايَعْتُمْ And put witnesses when you make a transaction. It's very important, my brothers. We understand that we have to remain with this brotherhood. And we shouldn't be losing our brotherhood because money. So before, when we meet each other, assalamu alaikum, a smile, how you doing? But as soon as we got a small contract, few thousand dollars, now nobody wants to talk to each other. But this money. What is that money that's going to make you go into the same mask and when you reach to the door, you turn to the other side waiting for your brother to go first because you don't want to even to give him the greeting because the money. It's good that we do business together. It's good that we support each other together. But it's very important and wise that we can put these things in writing. And somebody will say, brother, this writing doesn't do anything. And I agree with you. With some people, you can even write it. So if you know that this person, because the Prophet ﷺ telling us, يَا يُلْدَغُ الْمُؤْمِنِ مِنْ وَاحِدٍ مَرَّتَيْنَ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ صلى الله عليه وسلم. A believer doesn't get, it, doesn't get stung from the same hole twice. If you already that such a brother that he dealt with him before, and you know that he doesn't keep his word, so... SubhanAllah, many people that you can work with them, you can even have transaction with the kuffar. There's nothing wrong with this. If this person could not be a trustworthy person, even with the writing, and I can tell you, in my office I have things even with titles, not a, a titles of cards. And the brother, you give me $1,500 and, and, and this is the title. And after this, you go to the motor department and get a copy so with the $5. I know all the tricks. 
28 years, alhamdulillah, got enough experience. Brother, it's emergency, I have to get the money and, and, and. I know this. So, if you have a problem with the person, you don't, dealing with a person money is not a must. Dealing in transaction with somebody is not a must. It's something good, you can do it. Same thing like we say, your primary is a must. But it's not a must to pray to sooner after. It is better to do it. So if you have a problem with this brother, you don't have to lend him money. Are you know the people keep doing things and tax people and things like this. So it's no business. But at least if you have a trust between you and your Muslim brother, and you dealt with him or you try him, there is nothing wrong for you to write it. Bring it to him. No, 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 brother, I don't like this, actually. We, we, we Muslims, we have to trust each other, and really I don't want people to know about my business. Ah. What's wrong? Okay, I will go to the Imam and go to brother. No, 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 I really like to deal with in private, Ahi. Let's, let's talk about it. I don't put. Now, when somebody takes you to the side, and once everything is private, and the brother starts to brother, don't trust me, what we do? Why, brother, you want me to witness the side? Brother, it's better. Tell him it's better. Allah advised us in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advised us to bring witnesses. If he don't like that, the advice of Allah, so tell him, Assalamu alaikum brother, this okay. Akhi by Allah, say no, akhi, this it. Alright? So we have to know how to deal with each other. And this thing that we should bring about problems to the brothers and to the sisters and the families and to bring about confusion in the community, we can live without it. It's no need that we have to do business with each other. You can do it with somebody else. You don't have to let your money grow. Keep the 10,000, 10,000. Because sometimes the 10,000 will grow, it doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. You write it, you notarize it, and after this you can say, Brother, can I go to the kuffar? Can I go to the court? I need my money. Okay. You are not obligated to make business. You are not obligated to make the 10,000, 15,000. 10,000 remain, 10,000 is better than 10,000 if maybe it doesn't come back. Be wise. Okay? And if a person wants to do work and you're ready for a chance of losing or winning, go ahead, Bismillah. But even the person didn't pay the money, even the person did not honor the contract, this is a problem with him. But we are not going to say again, Brother, I dealt with the kuffar, and some of this kuffar much better than some of these Muslims. Yes, I know this is a defect in, in such a person manner. This a Muslim is not supposed to do with this, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala telling us awfu bil respect the transaction, respect the promises, respect the the deals and the the, the, the agreement. And any commitment that you do it, Allah says, Afu bil Now you met a hand with somebody, and you have transaction with somebody, you have to honor it. You have to respect it. You have to be a man of your word. And don't ever think you know anybody. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't even know me. You want to know me? I don't know any one of you. Neither any one of you know me. You want to know me? I'm telling you. You need to get in business with me. 
You need to travel with me. There are certain ways to get to know the people. Only assalamu alaikum and how you doing? You're never going to know a person. And don't let anyone jump in town new. You never know what is his background, what is his history, and jump with him in transaction business right away. Try to know what had happened. Why he left such a city? Why he left such a town? Why he came to Colombia? Oh, brother, he's going to make money like this, money like that. And after this, oh, I wish I took the imam's advice. So, brothers, we need to learn how to protect this brotherhood among ourselves. And if money is going to bring about boycotting one another and hating one another and sometimes even fighting with one another, there's no need to make a profit. Keep your money as is and don't go with business with those people that you that are shaky or you are not sure about them. Nevertheless, that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that in the hadith which reported by Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, كان تاجر يدين الناس فإذا رأى محسرا قال لفتيانه تجاوزوا عنه لعل الله يتجاوز عنا فتجاوز الله عنه. This hadith which reported by Al-Bukhari by Imam by Abu Hurairah in the collection of Imam Al-Bukhari he said he used to be a rich man and he used to lend the people money but when he used to send his deputies to collect the money he will tell them when you see somebody in difficulty in financial difficulty let it go maybe Allah will let me go in the day of a judgment let it go because he's rich he doesn't have thousands, he has millions, he doesn't have many, he has millions, he doesn't make a big deal. He will like to get his money, even in the penny, nothing wrong, but he will tell them, when you get to see somebody really have financial difficulty, let it go. It's not a big thing. Why? Because he used to think about the day of judgment. He used to think about his stand before Allah. And he said, maybe when I do this, Allah will do it for me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he resurrected him in the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I deserve this more than anyone else. You used to do this, this should be. I let you go and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive him and let him went to Jannah. Again, that samaha in Islam is required. And to be gentle and to be kind and to be easy going is something which Islam teaches us in everything. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated in hadith that Jabir may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rahimallahu rajulan samhan iza ba'a wa iza ashtara wa iza qtada aw kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala nabi al-mustafa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa ahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Business and being gentle in your business, kind, easy going, is something that Islam encourages. And the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم in that hadith which in collection of Imam al-Bukhari reported by Jabir, may Allah be pleased with him, he said may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower him with his mercy. A person who is easy going when he buy, when he sell, when he demand his right. To be samah, not samah, easy going.
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rahim Allahum ra'an. May Allah send mercy on him. The Prophet making dua for you. When? When you are easy going. When you buy? Keep brother, but brother, brother, I know everybody sell it for 15 only. Why are you take it? Why all? If you know that everybody else selling it for 15, why are you bugging your Muslim brother? He won't sell it for 15. Buy it or go buy it from somebody else. Say, no brother, I give you 8. Okay, 14, 13. No brother, I give you only 7. You see, Samhan, easy going, when you buy. And when you sell, not to understand only when, okay, I buy, I want to have price. But when I sell it, I double the price. The Prophet said, may Allah send mercy on him. This person who is easy in his dealing, when he buy, when he sell, and even when he demand his right. This is what we need to learn, brothers. And like I said, brotherhood is something very important. It's very valuable. You don't find brothers every day. Really true brothers. Because let me tell you one thing. Especially if you don't need the money. Some of us like to have the money, but you don't need it. When you see somebody in a problem, financial difficulty, let it go. It's not a big deal. You are the winner. You are the winner. This money you're going to get it back, brother, I'm coming back next week. This is the sixth time it is, but I'm coming to get it. And you go again and get, let it go. This is more blessings. The money you get it, you're going to spend it. He have it, maybe he could not pay it in the day of the judgment. You're going to need all this. You need credit. You need credit. And I'm telling you this, brother, especially those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy on them. When you really found somebody in financial difficulty, don't be so difficult on them. Don't keep demanding. Let it go. Try to pay. Okay, brothers, you could not pay the whole thing today. What about you give me a payment? What about a hundred dollars every month? What about fifty dollars every week? What about, what about, and after a year, two years? Yes, I know I can tell you many stories. It can take years and five years and after the next thing. What's happened? Where's this brother? I don't see him. Oh, he left now. What do you mean? He went for a vacation. No, he left. What do you mean left, brother? Where my truck? Money, my he never brought them. Mashallah. Don't worry about it, brother. Let it go. You are not going to find a brother every day. So when you have a brother, a true brother, and you find anything going to come between you and your your brother, don't deal with it. It's better to forget about dealing in business and let's keep this kind of brotherhood because it has more value. Otherwise you want to take a chance and he did not return the money back, it's not going to affect the brotherhood, alhamdulillah is a blessing for you. But to make a long story short, brothers, I advise you that you write things. We misunderstand each other. Sometimes we assume we heard it something different. But he say 5%, I thought he said 15%. You see, so when it's in writing, now each, each one of you can understand what is written there, and the brother, son, so please, would you mind to sign this? Brother, sister, son, son, sister, son, please sign this. And this way we can try to avoid this confusion. Before I close my lecture, inshallah, or my khutbah tonight, today, uh, I would like to know that, let you know that we had lost one of our main supporters in this community.
He was not doing too much to the community, but in reality, he was doing a lot. And one quiet brother, maybe most of you even doesn't know about him. Alhamdulillah, Allah bless him, he went someplace else for a better environment for his children. This brother Abu Muhammad, Inas, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him in the dunya and the akhirah. He was a very quiet brother. He remained with us here for about four years. He came here to take his PhD, alhamdulillah, and the brother was so quiet. By the way, he was not a voting member. I don't know even if he was so-called member, so-called application and all this politics. The brother, every day, brothers, every day, he will come here before me and he will unlock the front door. He will call the Adam. And after this, he will sit with us in this small class after Fajr that we have it every day. After this, he will go and read his juz of the Quran. And after this, when I leave, or most everybody left, he will take the broom and he will sweep the front area, the reception area, and the shoe area. Every day process. Subhanallah. And after this, he will get in his car and go to take his children to the school. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless him in this life and the year after. He was so quiet, but the brother, you could not even think that he is that person. So humble. He tried to help quietly without making any much noise. In the meantime, alhamdulillah, the brother has the encouragement when we have an open house meeting. Anything he has to say about the imam, the shura, he would say, brother, why you don't do such and such? Brother, I heard such and such. What, what about this? Can you give me information? Alhamdulillah, we never have any problem with the brother. And guess what? Before he leaves, he comes to say, imam, I'm sorry in case I offended you by any means. Was so beautiful. And this is the way that you see some people sometimes, they, they are not known. But they take one simple thing, they keep doing it. And they keep with it. And this is the way how my brothers, the community can work, can function, can grow. You don't have to make too much noise when you do something. And you don't have to be the imam or the member of the shura. You can take one simple thing. Like one sister was saying when she moved here, inshallah, she, she came to check the area here on her husband's face. She saw this small plant area in front of the sister door. She said, when I come, this will be my project. Let me tell you one thing since I'm talking about this brother who left. Because some of us, when you do it like this, you don't see it. But when you put it like this, you will see it. When you take this paper and put it so close, like this, to your eye, you could not see it, you could not read it. But put it at this time, now you will see it, now you can be able to read it. A report happened in the last 10 days. I happened, I'm talking to some people, and I didn't even attempt to tell you today. He used to be a sister here, and she moved to Florida. And most of you know her sister, Naima Abdullah. It happened, I'm talking to her last week, and she said, brother, I really could not wait to come back to Colombia. She said, I had to leave the khutbah last week in the mosque where I go to. She said, I had to leave the khutbah. I could not take it from what the imam was teaching the people. This is one report. She said, I could not wait to come back to Colombia. Take one brother like Muhammad Nahas as example. He went someplace also in Florida. I was talking to him two weeks ago to see if he's doing okay with the hurricane and other things. 
The brother will say, inshallah, because he's already in the children's school, I will try to come back next year. Say, brother, I don't believe it, man. He started to tell me about the masjid, how things there. Look at this brother Ali. Last night he called me. Subhanallah. I'm glad I remember him. Dr. Ali Shihat. And I'm sure some of you, even when he used to give his lecture, the people never show up. They even will come. They will like his lecture. He said, brother, these people here in the mosque, I went to the imam. I talked to him. He's not even allowing me. I talked to him the first hadith of imam in now. I say to him, are you familiar with the book? He said, yes. See, can I teach you from it? He said, no. He said, can I read? No other thing, only to come and read from me. He said, no. He said, they are not allowing me even to do any activity there. I could not take it. He said, brother, I could not wait to finish my exam. I have a year and a half more to go to come back to Colombia. Brothers, maybe some of you don't recognize it. And I'm not saying this for a credit for myself or what, because the work is here is your work. I'm only one person. And let it say, one hand doesn't clap. You see? But I'm letting you, if you know what you got, you'll appreciate it more. You want to really see it? Go someplace and stay there. And if you're really about Quran and Sunnah, if you're really about this deal, now you will miss it and say, I wish I can go back to Colombia. Brothers, we have something beautiful. We have something very good. We have brotherhood and sisterhood. And we're trying to grow and we're trying to do this mark according to the book of Allah and the Sunnah of Rasulullah This is the most important thing. I told you, I visited many messages, and one of them I forgot how many million of dollars they built the mosque. When I prayed there, Maghrib was not even half lying there. And you will see the things, is nothing but a museum. You drive in the highway, you see all the flags of United, uh, whatever, and you see the minarets, everything. But when you go inside, you cry in your heart. Wallahi, brothers, believe me, this is a small place. You don't know how many people will appreciate this when they leave. Even some people, they left to Saudi Arabia. Wallahi, I'm telling you. Some people, they left, they have to leave. They finish their school and they take their family. They miss Ramadan here. They miss being here. And those are not a people that understand uh, fans of the imam or anything like this. But it happens that when I meet with some of these people who used to be here, he said, we wish to come back to Colombia. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this masjid, for the brotherhood, for the sisterhood. So we will try to protect it. And we try to make it grow. We don't want to understand the masjid to be only with whatever. If each one of you, if each one of you, Try to do a little bit that much. It will make a difference in our activity. And will be profitable for other Muslims. We are here to help each other, to assist each other, to be making things more easier on each other. And each one of us have to try his best to make it convenient and comfortable for each other. You know, brothers, we're supposed to change this carpet. Don't, don't get scared. I'm not asking money. We're trying to change the carpet. And you know, notice, I hope the kids don't start taking the sticks now. All these things that we're talking to take the carpet out. But really, when I went to the sister area, I felt sad. I said, what we going? We're going to spend $5,000 to put one piece of carpet here and there. $5,000. But you know what? Some of us, 
All what we ask in you, monitoring your children. Wallahi, brothers, after Jum'ah, come and see how this musallah. Children even playing with the mic, on the member playing, pulling in things. You know, this, if I move it now, there's no more voice. Why? Kids pulling everything. Is the sister nice carpet, put $900 to furnish one room, a piece of carpet. Go there. See, dry rice is sticking to the rug. See, people walking with the mud. The mud outside and they step over the rug with the mud. We could not even remove it. Why we have to abuse the blessing that Allah gave us? I'm asking you in the name of Allah that contribute to this community, to this mosque, with a little bit at least monitoring your children. Tell your child when you come to this door, act as if you are in the public library, the kuffar library. No screaming, no yelling, no bushing, no shoveling, no throwing balls against the glass window. These things happen even in Jum'ah. I'm sure you experienced it today. Somebody is all the way in the Udu area, and you hear it here. Children running, playing, after Jum'ah in the Musalla, they have no respect to anything. Children taking the, the shovels, the brooms, things, and use it for toys outside. When we're going to start care and think about our building, children taking rocks and throw it on the windows, on the cars, why? Can we have five minutes with our children talking to them? If you could not help the community, contribute something, at least don't harm the community. Make Jum'ah and take your children with you after this. You know, brothers, I'm not exaggerating, but I don't want to say the brother's name, not to embarrass him. I don't see him in front of me, maybe upstairs or outside. Only one brother and one sister in the whole Muslim community of Columbia, South Carolina, that I really can vouch for them that they monitor their children when they come here. And it's not me, for your knowledge, okay? I know I'm guilty, me and my wife, okay? Wife, wives, whatever want you want to say, okay? But one single brother and his wife, this is two, they never, ever have been watching them at least for the last year they never left their children by themselves. The wife or the husband, with the boys, when they're playing, when they go to the bathroom, wherever it is. Wallahi, brothers, if I tell you about some of the stories that I see in this mask from the children, you will discuss it and you think I'm lying. Wallahi. But I'm in a member, I could not say some of this stuff. You will be surprised. So, let each one Let's learn something from the departure of Brother Ines. No one knows about this, because most of us doesn't come for fajr. But the brother, every day, with a PhD degree, he takes the broom and the sweep between the shoe area. Every day, a PhD degree. And every day after fajr, he will sweep the shoe area. May Allah bless him, and may Allah bless you, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all to do better than what we're doing. Jazakumullah khairan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all from the torment of hellfire. In conclusion, we ask Allah that he brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa. 
P.O. Box 29465 Riyal 11457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh